The young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. In the name of Jesus, amen. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Indeed it was. In case you're a little bit shaky on your Old Testament history, those days were the tail end of the days of the judges, which were themselves the 400 years or so worth of days after God's people Israel, 40 years out of Egypt, Joshua at the helm, had stormed into the promised land. Those days are at the tail end of those 400 years or so of what were mostly bad days. (laughs) Mostly God's people going after false gods. Mostly God punishing them. Mostly bad days, but punctuated by some very good days. God's people calling out to him. And him leading up, or raising up these, these great leaders and judges, people like Deborah and Samson and Gideon and Ehud, great judges with great stories of deliverance. It's that cycle, apostasy, punishment, calling out, deliverance, that characterizes those 400 years. Uh, A cycle that might better be characterized as a downward spiral. Uh, Imagine an addict who for as many times as he gets on the wagon goes down a little bit harder and a little bit farther every time he falls off. That's Israel in those days. They've spiraled so low by this time that the last story recorded in the, the book of Judges includes bottom of the barrel things like the gruesome violation of innocent women, the desecration of a corpse, civil war, and a mass kidnapping. That was those days. And the book of Samuel kicks off just at that spot. Uh, Before we get to chapter 3, where we are, we get a couple wonderful chapters that tell us how Samuel got to the place where he is, serving in this tent temple called the Tabernacle, how he had this wonderfully devout mother named Hannah, who was also barren, who prayed fervently and feverishly, so fervently and feverishly that the priest Eli thought she was drunk, (laughs) but who got an answer to her feverish prayers in the form of this child, Samuel, whom after was weaned, she then presented uh, at the temple to Samuel to be a servant there. And that's, that's where our text picked up. It's just there our story picks up where we're told, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Which kind of sums it up. It's a terrible estimation. There's plenty being done and plenty being said, but whoever was doing the doing and saying the saying, it was definitely not the Lord, and it was certainly not good. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. And not only those days, right? What a rare thing is the word of the Lord these days. The good word. Of course, there are plenty of words, <laughs> too many words, 
Supposedly 6,000 words every second, some 500 million every day get added to the Twitter sphere. (laughs) One number cruncher crunched the internet and determined that the internet contains some 100 trillion words. Which I crunched a few numbers, and that means about three months' worth of my average length sermons for every man, woman, and child on the planet. (laughs) Which is a whole lot of words. But still the word of the Lord is rare. Words about uh, spreading disease and growing depression and rising divorce. There's plenty of those words. But the word of the Lord is rare. Accusing and patronizing and condescending words. You can find a whole library of those as easily as turning to your favorite channel or web page, or perhaps even uh, easier, just turning to any of us, at least when we think there are only sympathetic ears listening. The word of the Lord is rare in those days. Or, or, or show up, show up at any of our homes unannounced and press your ear to the door, and what will you hear? Maybe some kind words. But you'll also hear an arsenal of weaponized words that we use to wound and sting. The word of the Lord was rare in Samuel's day and in ours, in our homes, in our society, maybe even our churches. At that time, Eli whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple where the ark of God was. And the Lord called to Samuel. The Lord called. The word came. At the bottom of the barrel, at the lowest of the spiral, at the end of the ropes, unexpected, I mean, it was so unexpected that Samuel didn't even know what what was going on. He thought maybe Eli was playing some game with him in the middle of the night. The word of the Lord was rare, but the word of the Lord came. It came to Samuel, and it came to him and enlivened him and captivated and turned him into one of those great judges and leaders. A leader who would enliven and captivate and unite the people who would eventually lead them to a great king, David. And there are many, many more pages to that story, but for now, just stick with this. The word of the Lord was rare, but the word of the Lord came. For that's what the word of the Lord does. It comes. It comes to us when we're at the end of our ropes and the bottoms of our barrels and the lowest of our spirals, perhaps where you are right now. And it comes comes when you least expect it. Can anything good come from Nazareth? (laughs) Did you hear that comical response from Nathaniel in our gospel lesson? That was was his response. That was his response when the word came in the most unexpected place of all. When the word of the Lord came in the flesh of some fellow from backwoods Nazareth. When the word of the Lord came in the flesh of Jesus to a world at the bottom of its barrel, the end of its rope, the lowest of its spiral. 
Maybe you know some of those beautiful words from the book of the book of Hebrews. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, Samuel and others. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. Yes, the word of the Lord is rare. It was rare. And these days, our days, maybe feel a little bit like those days. Like it's becoming increasingly rare. (laughs) Increasingly hard to, to get a beat on amidst the rest of the words. But the word of the Lord comes, and when it comes, it's full of grace and truth. And like it always comes, when it comes, it comes in the, in the most unlikely of places. It comes attached to a little bit of water poured over a head that says no matter how dirty your life or how foul your mouth or how, how, far, how far or often you've fallen, you are washed clean in this baptism. It comes through the ramblings of, of this sinner that by some miracle the Holy Spirit uses Words from these lips to assure you that amidst all the accusing and condescending and wounding, wounding and stinging words, the last word is a word of forgiving grace in Jesus. The word comes attached to a stale piece of flavorless bread and cheap wine, bearing the promise that you have a place forever in the temple of the Lord and a spot at the table of the king. The word of the Lord is rare, but it keeps coming. Took four times for Samuel, maybe more for you, but it comes and it comes and it comes. You know from where else it comes? Perhaps the biggest miracle of all. It comes from you. You That word we've been translating as rare, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. It shows up a bunch of times in the Old Testament, and usually it's not translated as rare. It's usually translated as precious. Precious as in paired with a a, a stone, like precious stones, uh, diamonds and emeralds and rubies and sapphires and such things. So the idea is that the word of the Lord is rare. You don't see it that often. And because it's rare, it becomes exceedingly valuable and precious. Samuel, blessed to hear this rare word, then becomes its bearer of this precious thing. And the same is true of us, at least, at least it can be, of you and me. You, you all know what I was talking about when I was, went on about the, the glut of horrible words cast about, maybe even screamed about these days. Folks lament, and rightly so, how we're all so divided, uh, so much so that, that words themselves seem to crumble, that, that in some cases it becomes virtually impossible for us even to talk with one another. I've had the experience recently, and perhaps you have as well, of being in the midst of a conversation and, and, and thinking to yourself, is this person to whom I am speaking even from the same planet as I am? And they're probably saying the same thing about me. They're so different, different sides, different passions, different takes, uh, different goals, even different facts, whatever that might mean. How does one possibly deal with that? I suppose that might be a long answer, but it would probably end in, I'm not really sure. But I do know this. Because of all those other words, the word of the Lord is at a premium. Exceedingly rare. Words of forgiveness 
and words of grace and words of mercy are rare and thus extraordinarily precious. What an opportunity we as the people of God have at such a time. All those other words, yes, and many of them are not unimportant. We all have our causes and our passions and the things that we really, really want to speak about and really, really want people to hear about, and they matter. But here's the thing. There's always going to be somebody else to say those words. They are not rare. They're a dime a dozen. If you should forego saying those words one day, I can guarantee that someone else will pick up the slack to tell whomever how horrible they are and horribly wrong they might be, which very well may be the case. But you, fellow Samuels, children of God, you have something rare. You bear the precious stones. You've got the diamonds and the emeralds and the rubies and the sapphires, the forgiveness and grace and mercy and love of God in a world where they are exceedingly rare. You bear the precious stones. So hey, maybe this. Maybe the next time you find yourself in one of those conversations that is clearly not a conversation, with someone you think is some kind of horrible, who most likely thinks that you're another kind of horrible. Instead of going all common and telling him how horrible and horribly wrong he is, and yes, there's a time for that maybe. But in these days, maybe try something different. Perhaps give them the unexpected and the uncommon. Give them one of those precious stones. Tell them about that fella from backwards Nazareth who loves all kinds of horribles. Tell them about this God from heaven who came down to live and to die and to rise again that all of us horribles might be his forever. So the word of the Lord is rare. But the word of the Lord comes. The word of the Lord is precious. It came to Samuel. It has come to you. Precious Lord, may it come through us too. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.